Well, welcome everybody to the Church Facilities Expo podcast, better known as CFX. Uh, my name is Tyler Reagan. I'm the host today. This podcast is part of a series of conversations with industry leaders focused on inspiration, connection, education, and growth for houses of worship. Building towards the first annual Church Facilities Conference and Expo in Dallas this September 29th to October 1st. And today we have a very special guest. It's a friend of mine. Uh, we've partnered together for years, but we're just getting to know each other even more. Joel Guthrie is with us today. So Joel, uh, tell us a little bit about who you are. Give us a little background of who you are and specifically um, tell us how you got to BlackBot where you are now. Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much for letting me be a part of this and a part of the event uh, this fall. I'm super excited to speak and kind of pour into these leaders uh, while we're there. Um, I grew up in church, family helped start a couple churches in the Colorado Springs area. Um, was a worship leader for quite some time after college, uh, studied music, and now I'm in marketing like everybody else with a fine arts degree. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, and I've worked with a couple other technology companies in the space, um, living, growing up in the Seattle area uh, after college and in high school and all that kind of stuff. Got to be around just such a tech central place. So being have the ability to serve companies like Amazon and Microsoft and Google um, from a marketing standpoint. Um, and then after that, jumped into church tech. I worked for a couple of giving solutions um, and now have made my way to BlackBod. And uh, BlackBod's a really cool company to work for. I've been there almost two years now. Um, and I get the really cool job of being a resource. So I run all of the thought leadership for BlackBod's faith division. So we serve churches and faith-based nonprofits. But I just, I, I love my job is I don't have to sell anything. My job is just to be the best resource, connect with leaders like you, Tyler, um, to, to provide the most effective content to help them lead their churches and grow their churches. Yeah. We were talking, Joel, earlier because we're in unprecedented times right now. It's such an interesting season that none of us have a template for. And um, it's interesting. I was telling you a little bit about this new book that I just am finishing up. But one of the things I, I learned as I was writing about it is that there's a big difference between being idle and being patient. And I think in this time, there's a lot of churches that are just going, you know what, we're just pausing until we get through this. And that's a pretty natural instinct. But I think there's a lot that are seeing it as the opposite, as a catalyst, as an opportunity um, to kind of catapult and, and grow. So talk to me a little bit about the difference you see in being idle and really seeing a season like this, even though there's a lot of pausing and in, in using this as a season of growth. Um, I think well, it's a great question. I think there's, I mean, there's a lot of communications pastors and online pastors out there that are loving this because um, they're getting to launch all of these cool solutions <laughs> and softwares and be like, see, we needed to do this. Um, and I think it's just been, it's such a cool opportunity for us as church leaders to take advantage of the technology that we have at our disposal and not even paid stuff, but social media, your website, YouTube. I mean, there's never been a better time to serve the global church uh, and then, then right now, if we, this happened to us 10 years ago, we wouldn't be able to do all of these amazing things that we can do now to reach churches at home and have people meeting in their homes regularly and engaging back with you at your church. Like it's just never been better. Um, and I think that's just kind of the view, the view we got to look at um, instead of just kind of finding a bandaid until we can go back to Sunday. I don't, I don't think this is an either or conversation. It's an and um, after all this is over, 
everything you've invested into this online experience, um, this digital experience for Sunday is only going to help you grow your church more yep. uh, moving forward and get more people through the door of your church eventually. Well, one of the things you guys are experts at is engaging with people. And uh, you, you kind of hinted on that, but I want to dive a little deeper into it. Like, what are some unique ways that churches maybe that are even just barely stepping into this technology space, what are a couple of unique ways that you see people should engage or should connect um, with their audience in a different way? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. Um, I think that, first of all, everybody has grace right now. Your congreg everyone in your congregation is going to let you figure this out. And if it doesn't work one week and you change the next week, no one's gonna be like, man, what are you, what are you doing? Like we all have grace because everyone's trying to figure this out right now. Right. Um, so it's such an awesome opportunity to try things, try things that are unique to your church. Um, we don't have to look at all of the mega churches and be like, man, they're still doing multi-cam, huge production, cert, like pre-recorded service look. Um, and we have a small church of 200 people and I have an iPhone. Like you don't have to look like that. You can be super personable. So first of all, I just say, try things, like do things that are unique to your church. Um, and then some of the coolest things that I've seen is the way churches are embracing the midweek. So in between mm -hmm. your Sunday service that you've done is the really unique ways from, I mean, some of my buddies at cross point church here in Nashville, um, are doing coffee in quarantine where they just get on Instagram live and have a cup of coffee and they interview somebody else on staff who joins the live stream and they answer questions and it's 15 to 20 minutes, but it's a couple times a week. There's the online worship services that are live streamed or pre-recorded. It's, it's finding innovative ways that people are going around and serving their congregation. Um, I have a friend in Seattle who his youth pastor, uh, for Easter is going around and like tossing Easter candy to the youth kids at their house, like staying at an appropriate <laughs> distance, but like tossing them candy just to check in, say hi. I think it's just a, such a cool time um, to try new things and be unique because every church is yep. unique. What you're good at, what your congregation, what your community is going through is so unique and only you can speak into that. Yeah. And it, it doesn't, it's these seasons that create some serious innovation too, like for growth. I, I just watched a video I don't, maybe I'm late to the party, but John Krasinski, you know, who was on The Office and he's married to, is it Emily Blunt? I think it is, who was Mary Poppins uh, Returns. Anyway, he's doing a whole uh, series right now on um, some good news. It's, I think it's what's called SGN, good news, mm -hmm. you know, and it's just, he's finding all these really cool ways to show the good in these seasons. And then in the same way, you're seeing churches get really creative. I watched uh, Steph Curry do this thing with his wife and they had it was like a two hour thing where they were just in their home and they were inviting famous worship leaders to sing a song on their Instagram live. So he's using yeah. this platform of 20 million people and exposing and that you watch their family just worship together. And it's just, I think it's just one of the most innovative, unique seasons that we've ever walked through. It's, I mean, it's so cool to even watch. If you pay attention, like the, if you guys, are, if y'all watch late night, like Jimmy Fallon, they're recording late night TV on their phones and Zoom recorded calls. <laughs> it's a insane. Multi, like one of the largest TV shows, largest viewed TV shows has gone all the way down to an iPhone and Zoom recorded calls to continue to deliver content remotely and digitally. It's everybody's yeah. having to adjust. It's not just churches. Yeah. Um, and that there's so much freedom in that and our, our ability to innovate. Yeah. So let's, let's try, Joel, with the best of our ability to back out of this season and, and get into what we call normal life, right? Let's say 
we're, we're back into a get, we can gather as a church, we can do some things, but what are some of the challenges that churches face in general? Um, and, and you can tie it to the season if you want, but when it comes to growing, like what, what, what have you seen um, houses of worship? What, what is that? What are some of the obstacles they have? And then what, what's maybe one or two ways to avoid them? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. And there's a, there's a multitude of, of reasons behind why churches aren't growing and things like that. Um, it's, it's, I've had some interesting conversations with a couple pastors about just a cultural shift and change of the way people go to church and view church. Um, but I think the biggest ones is generational change. So adjusting to the next generation, um, not even millennials. Now we've got Gen Z up now, uh, up to bat and the way they want to be engaged and what, what matters to them. Um, and then also just kind of the embracing of technology. People go to church. Was it five out of every or three out of every eight Sundays, uh, yeah. statistically. So you, how are you engaging them when they're not there? They, those people consider themselves active members of your church and they're only there three out of every eight Sundays. They're, those are like regular committed people, um, statistically in your church. So how are you keeping them involved and keeping them engaged? Um, and that's where technology plays that role. But yeah, I think th the solution is just this embrace of technology and this time right now is letting you guys dabble in it, letting you guys figure it out and with a lot of grace around it to take what works at the end of this to continue to reach and grow your church um, moving forward through engaging your community. Um, Tyler, you and I were talking about uh, before this call, just it's never been a better time for people to check out your church. The burden yep. of the front door is not there anymore. The front door to your church is your website nowadays. So it's being able to be like, without any anxiety around being in a room and not knowing what's going on, you can turn it on and turn it off when you want to. Um, and then that'll really lead to people coming through your front door. If they connect with you digitally uh, through your message, um, that's, it's so huge. So I think it's just the value of embracing social media and technology yeah. and things like that to, to engage your community. Um, and secondly, it sounds really simple and kind of silly is just be authentic to who you are as a church. Um, I think the, the negative side to this digital world is we, not just in the church side, but personally in, in individuals lives, we're constantly comparing ourselves to somebody else down the road on the other side of the world or the church down the street or the mega church in our area of the world or the country. I'm like, man, we don't look like that. But people, because of digital, if they wanted to go to the church, they would go to that church. They're at your church because of the, new, right. the unique things that make your church yours, what you're good at. Maybe it's your kids program. Maybe it's the demographic of you've just got a really diverse group or the way you teach, like embrace the authenticity of who you are as a church. Um, and even that tied to the next generation with Gen Z, that's the number one thing they look for in anything is authenticity. They want something yep. real. They, they're the filter generation. They're the, the fake apps and where you can be somebody else. Like they, they want a real connection and want truth, which is a really interesting pivot as a church that we've had to make, but they, they just want you to be authentically real and be you and be human. Uh, um, so I think it's, yeah, it's a super simple concept, but just yeah, be authentic, be who you are, who your church is. That's great. So let's, let's just, uh, you know, we, we all know this, that um, a, a large majority of churches in the U.S. Um, are probably 500 or less or 300 or less. So if, if somebody's listening and they're like, yeah, that's great, Joel. And a lot of these big churches can do this, but 
uh, let's say they're, they just took over a church of 200 and uh, they want to introduce one or two pieces of technology, uh, you know, really to start trying to uh, move their church in a little bit of a different direction. What are the one or two things that you guys would recommend and say, this is the starting part. And I, I mean, like, let's get super nuts and bolts basic on it. What, what are the two things that you go, you got to have this and you got to have this. Yeah, I think so. I would start. So the backbone of all of the things that happen in your church, come back to your database, your church management solution, uh, which is the, the backbone uh, of all of the information from all your church members or congregants um, from their, their family journeys to their giving history to the financial point of who you are as a church. I think that's super crucial that you really vet that vendor, not just because Joel, I work pause that Because that is 100% true. And I think so many people don't even think about the importance of that. But in a time like this where you have to communicate to your church, and if you didn't have this data, you have completely missed this opportunity. And I know this... For leaders like me, you're like, what? Data? Really? That's what we need? Like, I'm just so glad you said that because I think so many churches have to pay attention to that. Yeah, I, I mean, we can do a whole episode on just how awesome data and how much data you have access to in the world right now as right. a church leader and how you can use it to engage your church. Um, that's a whole other episode and I get really nerdy really fast and I apologize. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think, yeah, your backbone, that piece is not only just the piece to implement first, but the piece to invest in. Um, I think a lot of churches, we, I mean, as, as pastors and church leaders, most of us don't come from a tech background, don't know how to evaluate technology. It's, it's not a normal thing for us. We, we know how to lead a church. We know, you know how to share the gospel. We know to love on people. Um, but when it comes to evaluating the capabilities of your database, um, which is a snooze fest to some people, um, I right. love it because it's nerdy, but it's, it's such a crucial piece to not just have to invest in and use, but something to think about, okay, if you want your church to grow, will this solution grow with you? Or is this just a bandaid for right now to get you through? Um, yeah. that's, that's a big thing. I always try to talk to church leaders about is just invest, invest in that piece first. Um, so that you can have something that goes with you because changing databases down the road, uh, Tyler, you, as you know, as a, being on a church staff, like that's, brutal it's a brutal process so and doing the the due diligence up front is huge um yeah but the second piece that i would engage like truly uh encourage you to invest in is a good website yep either pay somebody to build it build it on your own like having like, like we mentioned earlier your website's your digital front door nobody goes anywhere without checking online anymore like Yep. especially my as a millennial my generation i won't go get food i won't go to home depot i won't go anywhere until i'm super sure they have exactly what i need and it looks like what they said it's going to look like um mm -hmm. and so having a great website that's not only clear and concise um but you want to make sure it's mobily optimized that it works on a phone over 80 percent of people do all of their web browsing on a cell phone so i would always lean that way first um and then the other piece that uh, I think super crucial that not a lot of some churches do it. Not every church I've seen does it, but you know, a what to expect page and put it in your top navigation. It's great. For those of you who's never been to your church, walking into church, especially if you, if you didn't grow up in church, it's a weird process. It's a weird experience. We do weird things. We eat bread and drink wine and say it's the body and the blood. If you don't know the story and the why that's weird. I'm, we yeah. stand up and we sing and we sit back down and we pray like, 
some churches you guys dress really people dress really nice for church and it's a two-hour service or it's super casual so i think setting as many expectations up front great. Uh, on your website will just help people be more and more comfortable to come through the front door on an actual that's sunday service at the end of all this yeah that's great joel and um again i'd be excited to have joel joel's going to be with us at cfx 2020 in dallas in september and he's going to have a whole lot more to offer and, and talk about and hear a lot of the new stuff that he's got going on. Joel, where can people learn a little bit more about you and what's going on with you and at BlackBob? Yeah, um, Instagram is the best place to engage me. Uh, I'm a millennial. Uh, <laughs> see lots of pictures <laughs> of my dog. Uh, it's just at Joel Guthrie, uh, my first and last name. I'm happy to answer questions and engage you there. And then for the stuff we're working on at BlackBot and the resources we're continuing to produce, um, faith.blackbot.com uh, is a great resource. Uh, it's where everything goes first. Um, we're also on some of the social handles as well, but that's the great, best place to engage us at first. It's awesome. Thanks for uh, joining us today, Joel. And uh, if you... Uh, listen to this podcast. If you like podcasts, uh, please listen to the, the additional ones we're creating, read our newsletters, and learn more about CFX at churchfacilitiesexpo.com. My name's Tyler Reagan, and thank you for joining us. We hope to see you at CFX 2020 in Dallas this September uh, 29th to October 1st. Thanks for being with us, Joel. Thanks for having me.